It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Thursday morning, good morning, Bob with you this morning, our cowgirl, cowgirl, Jill, is taking the early morning off, and then we'll catch up with her as we head down to Wisconsin Dells today to the uh, annual Corn, Soy, and uh, Pork Association meetings. Down there, the Corn Soy Expo, they call it down there in Wisconsin Dells at the Kalahari. We'll bring you updated on that, what's going on today. The soybean growers, the Soybean Marketing Board, got together already and had some elections and made some decisions. We'll pass that along. Class 3 prices out, we'll pass that along. Well, why don't I pass it along to you now? Don't you hate that when guys say, coming up, this, that, and the other thing. Well, if it's coming up, tell me now. All right, the January Class 3 price. Came out at nineteen dollars and forty three cents a hundred. That's down a dollar seven from December's price, and it's also ninety five cents lower than last January. And we'll tell you that again later on as we go along this morning here on Wax. And uh, lots to talk about this morning. The start of the year always brings out numbers. We'll tell you about the cattle numbers in Wisconsin. We'll tell you about the uh, number of sheep and lambs we have in Wisconsin. And uh, just a lot of things going on here. Calendar, we're in the busy meeting season. The Grazers will also be down in Wisconsin Dells uh, over the weekend. They'll be at Chula Vista. So there's a lot of stuff happening around, and maybe the most important is the weather, at least for the next day or two, because it's going to get cold tonight. It'll be well below zero and it won't warm up a whole lot on Friday. But then over the weekend into early next week, Thawing, yeah, 18 below tonight, and then the high on Monday will be 39, <laughs> 57 degrees. And, of course, when you talk about wind chill, more than that. I came home from Hawaii about three days too soon, I think. <laughs> but, uh, but, again, looking forward to uh, heading down to Wisconsin Dells later on this morning to hear about uh, what's going on with the corn industry, the soybean industry, catch up with some pork producers, and uh, see what's going on. It's a big meeting down there at the Kalahari. As the Kalahari gets Kalahari is getting to be like a Las Vegas convention center. Man, oh, man, you almost have to take a shuttle bus from the parking lot to get to back to the building. It's that big. But uh, there'll be a lot of folks there, and uh, we're going to visit with as many as we can as the day goes along today, but uh, probably be... Driving to Wisconsin Dells with the windows up. It's going to be a little bit chilly as we get further into today and into tonight. But it'll warm up again, oh, in about a week. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And just as a heads up, as I mentioned yesterday, I have talked to the folks at Holiday Vacations and that uh, August trip to Scotland, Northern Ireland, and we'll touch a bit into Ireland as well. But it's filling up fast. And uh, I know a lot of folks wanted to go to California with us uh, next week that waited. Uh, so don't wait. Call Holiday Vacations and at least get your name on the list. You don't have to commit a lot of money right now. There's And it's not a lot of money anyway. But you don't have to commit your money right now. Just get your name on the list and then you can uh, make your decision as the spring and summer go on. So again, uh, if you want to go thinking about going with us, get the whole of Holiday Vacations right now. Because it'll be a lot warmer in Scotland, Northern Ireland than it is going to be around here. The next, uh, what, 24 hours probably, third, uh, 14 or so is going to be the high today. But the story is tonight. It's going to get down to 
temperature is going to be around 18 below here, but with the wind chill, it'll be well below 20 below zero overnight. Then it'll start to warm up. Not so much on Friday, tomorrow, where it's only going to be single digits and partly cloudy. But then over the weekend, 32, 31, 39 on Monday, 33 on Tuesday. Chance of some precipitation on Monday and at 39, you know, that's probably going to be some mixed precipitation. And it's not bad out there right now. It's 9 above, looking for a high about 14 degrees today. Good morning. It's 5 o'clock, actually a minute after. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's see what's going on. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The White House says Congress needs to do its job when it comes to the debt ceiling. It is their basic job, Congress, right? It is their basic duty to lift the debt ceiling. It is something that has been consistently done over the years. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says there's no reason for congressional Republicans to delay. She stressed the Biden administration has been clear that this needs to be done without conditions. The White House Counsel's Office says President Biden is fully cooperating with the Justice Department's investigation into how he handled classified documents. White House Counsel spokesman Ian Sams said the administration is following the DOJ's lead to ensure there's a thorough review. His remarks came just hours after the FBI searched Biden's home in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, and found no classified materials. Sams dodged questions on whether any other locations have been searched by authorities. The Federal Reserve is raising interest rates again to bring down inflation. The FOMC raised our policy interest rate by 25 basis points. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said while inflation is indeed slowing, it still remains too high. He said he anticipates ongoing hikes will be needed to bring inflation down to the Fed's 2% goal. Yesterday's hike marks a further slowdown in the Fed's pace of rate increases. The Fed raised rates by 50 basis points in December and 75 basis points several times last year. The House is passing a bill that would end the COVID national emergency that was declared in March of 2020. The joint resolution cleared the House by roughly 30 votes. It would terminate the COVID national emergency once enacted, but it's not expected to move in the Senate. And the Powerball jackpot is up to an estimated $700 million after nobody matched all six numbers on Wednesday night. The next drawing will be Saturday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. The lump sum cash payout would be more than $375 million. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, weather. It's going to be February the next day or two, and then it's going to feel like March, I guess. We're starting over the weekend. But today, our high is going to be about 14. Part of the cloudy skies tonight is when it's going to get cold. We've got a cold blast coming out of Canada. It'll get down to about 18 below temperature, but with the wind chills, it'll be 20 below or colder. And on Friday, it's only going to warm up to about 4 degrees, partly cloudy. Then, over the weekend, 32 on Saturday, 31 on Sunday, 39, right around 39, 40 on Monday, with a chance of some precipitation, so beware of that. And Tuesday, it looks like about 33 under partly cloudy skies. Pretty nice out there right now in most areas. In Medford and Marshfield, it's 10 degrees. Rice Lake, 13. Wausau's at 12. La Crosse is 13. 18 in Green Bay. Madison and Sun Prairie, a very pleasant 19 degrees this morning. It's 23 in Milwaukee, and it's 9 above here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Seven minutes after 5 o'clock. If you care about that sort of stuff, you got chores to do, we don't look at the clock, huh? 
Let's take a look at the markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Cash livestock trade, choice fed beef steers trading 147 to 158, mix 92 to 146. The choice fed beef heifers trading 147 to 154 with the mixed heifers from 115 to 146. Choice fed Holstein steers 130 to 147. Select and silage fed 80 to 129. Cows 65 to 93. The bulls 86 to 103. Butcher hogs last trade 73 to 93. The sows 37 to 44. The boars 10 to 12 or 10 to 22. Short market lambs 117 to 136. The feeder lambs 110 to 275. The ewes. 70 to 90, small goats 15 to 200, medium goats 75 to 220, large 50 to 395, and nanny goats from 25 to 235. Mercantile exchange yesterday at the close, livestock futures lower across the board. February live cattle 158.42 down 42, April at 162.22 down 80. June feed, er, June live cattle, 158.70 down 45 in August, 158.42 down 35. Feeder cattle for March, 183.25 down 290. April at 187.95 down 210. May, 192.40 down 157. August, 205.47 down 145. And September at 208.25 down 135. Lean hog carcass contracts, February 73.97 down 90. April at 84.30 down 212. May at 93.77 down 165. With June lean hogs, 101.47 down 157. Board of Trade was mixed yesterday. Corn and wheat were higher. Uh, they did fall early in the trade, then they gained a little inventory. Nervous about the cattle inventory and the demand for feed as far as corn markets. Also, a lower crude oil price. The crude oil price, by the way, yesterday fell for the March contract down $2.46 a barrel, down to $76.41. And I don't know, they keep talking about gas prices going up. Somebody's making money. Beans were down, rain in South America, and also some fears of recession. Overnight, March corn up a penny from yesterday's close at 6.83. The oats up one at 3.94. March wheat up nine at 7.69. Soybeans for March up a nickel at 15.25. Soybean meal up 2.60 a ton at 487 dollars and 30 cents. The uh, barrel cheese price up a quarter yesterday, 158 and a quarter. The blocks up two and a half at 189 and a half. Butter up two and a half at 233. Class three prices again, as we told you earlier, if you were with us, the January class three price ended at 1943. That's down a dollar seven from December, 95 cents less than last January. And the active prices, February up six, closing yesterday at 1790. March up eight at seventeen sixty four. April up six at seventeen ninety three. May up five at eighteen forty two. June up eight at eighteen eighty five. As prices were higher, out through the rest of twenty twenty three. So that's where we are as far as uh, some of the things going on in the world of agricultural markets. We're going to take a look at some of our farm news next. Lots of things going on in the area. You want to eat chicken? Uh, Corn soy activity down in the Dells, that's already underway. Cattle numbers, sheep numbers, we got a lot to talk about this morning on Wax, thanks to folks like Northside Elevator, as we take a look at some farm news. For those who work in acres... 
not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And again, our farm news brought to you by Northside Elevator, Loyal, Arcadia, Stanley. They're getting all over the place. Taking a look at those prices in Loyal today. The corn at Northside Elevator, six thirty-two a bushel. The beans at fourteen sixty down in Arcadia. Corn six forty-five. The beans at fourteen sixty-two. And uh, we gave you the uh, Class Three prices. We said a lot of things going on around the area that we want to share, and uh, we will as we go along. But uh, down at Whitehall, a tradition is uh, is continuing. A chicken queue with a basketball program down there. Basketball game, uh, Mindy Goplin, the advisor, and her students and uh, a bunch of other people get together and make chicken. Only so much chicken. So down in the Whitehall area for the basketball game tomorrow night, it's the chicken queue. If you got it ordered, fine. If you didn't, I think you better order it. Our, uh, Joe had a chance to, our Joe Welke had a chance to talk to uh, Veda Goplin about uh, what's going on as far as the chicken queue is concerned. And uh, let's find out more about that. This is coming up tomorrow night in Whitehall, so it's upon us. I think February is turning into the month of FFA activities. I caught up with Miss Veda Goplin. She organized something very tasty coming up on Friday. What's going on in Whitehall? So the Whitehall FFA and I are planning a chicken queue um, we are selling 400 dinners of a half a chicken. There's chips, the beans, uh, bars, milk, lots of other goodies um, to raise money for our FFA chapter. So where do I need to go to find my chicken? The Whitehall School is going to be during um, a boys basketball game, so we kind of have a lot of the crowd coming in. So Friday night from 4 to 7 we're serving. Sounds delicious. Are you cooking? No, I'm serving. That's where I should stay. And that was Veda Goplin. And I'm Jill Welke. Thank you, Jill. Thank you, Veda. And again, that's tomorrow night at the basketball game, 4 to 7. Obviously, before the basketball game, that chicken queue, they've only got 400. So, you know, get there early or get a reservation somehow. But, uh, again, that's going on at Whitehall. That's been uh, very popular. They sell out their chicken down there at Whitehall for that tomorrow night. The FFA being uh, very busy doing that. I don't know if they... Raided some of the chicken barns around Whitehall down that part of the country where there are a lot of chicken barns to get their chicken, but uh, it's uh, it's going to be a good time. Well, as we said, the uh, corn soybean pork producers are down in Wisconsin Dells now for the next couple of days, the annual corn soy conference. And the soybean marketing board uh, held its annual officer election during the winter board meeting last night or yesterday on the eve of the annual corn soy expo. And the Soybean Marketing Board President, Patrick Maluli from down in the Clinton area, was reelected by his peers to uh, serve as the president of the state corn checkoff program once again. Maluli farms a sixth-generation operation down in Clinton. That's down around the Beloit area with his wife, uh, Sherry, dad, Mick, and brother, Bill. So, uh... Nice going, Pat Maluli. Vice President reelected Andy Benson from up in the Barron area, and Secretary Jonathan Gibbs also reelected. And uh, Andy Benson obviously likes the way Pat Maluli is running the Soybean Marketing Board. Benson commended Maluli for helping stay the course as the Soybean Marketing Board dealt with the April 2022 death, of course, of longtime executive director. Bob Carl. So again, uh, things are already underway down at the Dells as the Soybean Marketing Board has uh, taken some votes as far as their leadership is concerned.
All right, we're about 16 minutes after 5 o'clock. Again, our farm news brought to you by the folks at Northside Elevator. Wisconsin cattle numbers at the start of this year, down slightly from a year ago. New numbers from the National Ag Statistics Service show all cattle and calves number 3.4 million in the state, about 100,000 fewer than at the start of 2022. The breakdown shows beef cow numbers at 280,000 head, down 15,000 from a year ago. Dairy cow numbers were down 5,000 head to 1.27 million. That number doesn't vary a whole lot. Replacement beef heifers were down 6%, with replacement dairy heifer numbers down 5%. Feeder cattle weighing over 500 pounds down 3%. Those under 500 pounds down 6%. Cattle on feed on the first of this year were down by 11% at 240,000 head. And also tomorrow is the start of the 2023 Wisconsin FFA and FFA Alumni Supporters Convention, and that'll be held uh, a new location. I don't think they've ever been here. Milwaukee Marriott West. That'll be in Waukesha, just on the west edge of Milwaukee. Convention will consist of entertainment, live and silent auctions, a meat raffle, sectional meetings, workshops, and an awards banquet that'll round out the gathering on Saturday night. So a lot of activities going on as uh, we'll talk about more meetings. Also, as we said, the grazers are going to be down at Wisconsin Dells uh, this weekend as well, February 2nd through the 4th. They'll actually, uh, they're actually going uh, through kind of Saturday down there, and that'll be at the Chula Vista. It's the 31st annual Grassworks Grazing Conference down at Chula Vista, and, of course, that's in Wisconsin Dells. 18 minutes after 5, coming up, more activities around the area we're going to hear about. Conservation, the uh, Conservation Club, the South Clark County Sportsman's Club, all set to go with uh, a lot of activities going on. We'll hear about that as uh, we're going to hear from Jake Smith from the uh, Sportsman's Club, Southern Clark County Sportsman's Club. A lot happening as we take a look at it. If you're going to uh, Corn Soy Expo, you want to stop and talk to Jed. Chad Glaze over at uh, Vinevest. In fact, let's find out more about what he's doing. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The holiday season is complete, and that means spring fever is soon approaching. I'm Kristen Smith from the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. Spring fever. What do you think of when you get spring fever? Well, cleaning time. It's time to clean out things. Well, you can do that, or some people want to get outside. Ice fishing is going on, but some people don't like the cold. So we got to look at spring fishing and summer fishing and fall fishing. And that brings up a good point. Conservation. How to keep these waters clean, how to get the youth back involved into conservation so that our next generations can continue on long term. Jake Smith is joining us now. He's with the Southern Clark County Sportsman's Club in the Nilsville region. And Jake, tell me a little bit about the Southern Clark County Sportsman's Club and conservation. How does that all work and how does it work together? Our Southern Clark County Sportsman's Club is basically based up of members out of, out of Southern Clark County and various other parts of the area. And we all meet together at a certain time during the month, usually the first Wednesday of every month. And we discuss about things that we can do to help conserve and uh repurpose reuse and and recondition what we have now in our in our certain areas like uh sherwood lake for instance that we're working with right now with clark county forestry and parks department what we do there is we 
work with them. We maintain the dams and we maintain the lake and we help them maintain the lake. We maintain the water levels, do the aeration that we have to do, and basically try to teach the next generation of people, this is what we do now and this is what we have to pass on to you. So the conservative thing that we do the most of is try to raise money to help these kids uh, support themselves, know how, to, know how to fish, know how to go ice fishing, and do everything responsibly and to promote fishing and things from the next generation on. So anything that we can do to help pass any knowledge that we have as adults onto our children and the generation beyond that is what we're here for at this time. So talking, you mentioned Sherwood Lake, and you mentioned the conservation, the aeration. Walk me through that. Is it a big lake, small lake? How does the aeration work? And you mentioned the dams. What exactly are you guys doing? How does that help the lake? Sherwood Lake is a 115-acre lake in southern Clark County that is owned by the Clark County Forestry and Parks Department. And what we do down there is we maintain the dam levels. It's got to maintain a certain height. And so if we have to, if we have a lot of water during the spring runoff season, turn we pull a board out to drop the water level off. And so we can kind of control the water levels of what these fish are in. And then beyond that point, the aeration that we have, we just purchased a brand new $6,200 aeration system for the fish in that lake that we have also helped stock with the Department of Natural Resources. So we have fish for all these kids and so on. So when the lake drops down, we put a board back in, the lake comes back up and, and you know, just basically a up and down bottom. You, you got to keep it at a certain level. The aeration that we have to run is, is three diffuser pods and turn around. It puts air back in the lake to help the fish survive over the winter months when the ice goes over. The one thing that we have to make sure that we maintain is the is the four percent or better dissolved oxygen level in the lake because if you get down below four percent, the fish start going to stress and then that's when you have winter kill over the lakes, which is what we're all about and we're trying to divert from getting any winter kill over the course of the winter. So that's why we have this aeration unit in play, and then beyond that point. Once once we get into the summer, then turn on, we turn the aerators off. We you know we let everybody have their fun with the lake. It, it's all about taking care of the fish and taking care of the lake. That's what our basic purpose is. So who can all fish at Sherwood Lake? You had mentioned like kids. What do you stock it with? Anybody is allowed to fish at Sherwood Lake. Turn around, we stock it with the uh, with bass and crappies and bluegills and fathead minnows for for a. Uh, for a uh, food, and we have some, and we have some northern pike in there, and a couple, and some other fish that we're just trying to remove from the lake. And everybody knows about the classic bullhead fish that turn on. Nobody likes you know touching them or fishing them or, or anything on that nature, which which is which is why during the summer months we have a bullhead fish contest to help get the the rough fish, is what they're called, according to what I've been told. They are a rough fish in turn. They can take over a lake immensely because a, a female bullhead fish can have anywhere between 25 and 50 babies at a shot. Wow. So if you don't take care of this now, Duran, you have more problems down the line. Duran, these bullheads just take over everything and they just kill the lake. And then the only thing that survives in there is a bullhead. So how do they kill the lake? Are they eating the plants? Are they eating the fish? How are they bad for the lakes? 
the only re- the only thing that I know is turning around is they is they are the only fish that I know of that can reproduce so fast that turn around they actually multiply so fast that turn around they just crowd a lake and then turn around it starves everybody else out as far as to my knowledge I be, I you know there there's probably a, a better terminology than what I'm using but it's what I know and that's how it was described to me so that's how I'm describing it to everybody else. So when we're talking about conservation, again, Jake Smith with the Southern Clark County Sportsman's Club with us now. When we're talking that conservation level, you know, we want to take care of the fish. We want to take care of the habitat in the lake. You know, make sure that the fish have food and, you know, big fish eat little fish type of mentality. What else does conservation do? Is it surrounding the area of the lake? I guess, what else can be done for conservation and what can the younger generations do to help with this? Basically, what we, what anybody can do is, is when, when you go to a lake and you're done for the fishing, pick up all your trash. You know, if you've got a broken line, if you can retrieve it, great. If you can't, snip it off so, no, so it doesn't get tangled up with the other aquatic life like ducks or geese or anything like that. Six pack and the old six pack bob top holders. I've seen a lot of them around lately. The plastic rings, take them with you, cut them up, throw them in the in the recycling bin as you should. Any anything that you think is right would be the right thing to do. And you know, like we just had we just had our our beach cleanup down here a little while ago. During we redid the beach, helped we helped redo the beach at Sherwood Park. So that's got all brand new sand in it, brand new timbers. It's a nice little beach to sit at. So any anything that you could do as as a person yourself, you know, it, it takes you three seconds to go down and pick up the bag of chips that somebody threw down, or the aluminum can sitting right there in the edge of water. Pick it up out of the water. Go and throw it in the receptacle. Turn around. That's your object of con- conserving anything at a lake at that time. Or just take the garbage home with you. Right, exactly. Take it home with you, turn around, dispose of it in a proper waste container. Wow. So now, you had mentioned the bullhead fishing tournament. Mm-hmm. What do you get for first prize? Is it the size of the fish, or is it the quantity of the bullheads you take? I guess, you know, I hate to say size matters, but does it? Actually, it does matter. During our bullhead fishing that's going to be happening in July this year, what we do is we have two categories, the most fish that bullheads you can catch and the biggest bullhead you can catch. And on the last two years that we, or last four years we've had this, we've had a couple of 10 and 12 year old kids win the thing and they get, they get prize money for it. And all the bullheads at that time just get dumped into a barrel. And then once we get done with everything, we take that barrel of fish and we go up to the Raptor Education Group Incorporated up in Anago and we donate all the fish to rehabilitate the birds that are up there. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one thing feeding another thing to help rejuvenate the waterfowl and species and everything up there. So again, get involved because at uh, Southern Clark County Sportsman's Club, that's Jake Smith visiting with our Kristen Smith this morning. And uh, a lot of activities, fundraisers, don't forget... The nine-pin tap tournament is coming up this weekend, February 4th. That'll be at Strike Time Lanes in Nielsville. We'll have two sessions, 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock, and you can win cash and prizes, and they'll have raffles. And all the proceeds go to the Southern Clark County Sportsman's Club. So another active group doing a lot of good things around our area, specifically over there in Clark County. I love that 
bullhead tournament. Haven't caught bullheads for a long, long time, but uh, get the bullheads out of there, and hopefully kids will win all those prizes again this year. Almost 5.30 in the morning. We've got to get to some markets, and we'll do that, courtesy of our friends at Star Blends. And again, you're looking for some, some good feed Star Blends, and uh, they're riding with us on the farm truck as well. Rocky's next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's find out what's going on with the markets as we get over to uh, Rocky over there at uh, Premier Livestock in the Withy area. You ever fish bullhead? You're from down in Missouri. You guys fish all kinds of stuff. Yeah. No, uh, caught a lot of bullheads in my day. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you do with them? Uh, Actually, we had a few people that always kind of were glad to get them, and they ate them. So, right. always had some people that wanted to make use of them. Yeah, it was kind of a little interesting deal. Yeah, you smoke? Did they smoke them, or what did they do with them? I I think they fried them. Huh? Okay. Well, I, I remember I never we stuck used to. We used to when we were younger. After after bar time, we'd we'd go out and uh, try and catch carp, and then we had somebody that said, "Oh, if you smoke them, they're good." And of course. Uh, after we had uh, imbibed a little bit, we built a fire, tried to smoke carp, and obviously we didn't do it right because, oh, my Lord, that was miserable. Oh, boy, it's a good thing we had something to wash it down with because <laughs> those things aren't, aren't all that tasty. Well, yeah, I've actually had some smoked carp, carp that was really good, though. Did you? I've never, I've never had any that's been any good. Yeah. But, I don't know, to me... <laughs> Smoke. Every time I hear about that, I start laughing, thinking about those days. But anyway, yeah, the memory. beef is always good to eat. How's the market been this week? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This uh, yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. We sold 260 head of dairy cattle, uh, two complete dispersals, lots of loads of reputation fresh cows. Uh, market was lower yesterday. Uh, top quality fresh cows, 1,800 all the way up to 2,600. Uh, we did sell top fresh Jersey cows up to 2,100. Many other good cows, 16 to 1,775. Uh, good quality spring and heifers from 13 to 1,750. Today, Thursday. Uh, we're going to have another dairy cattle auction. This is a one-owner dispersal, not accepting any other consignments for the sale. And keep in mind, today, Thursday, we're not selling uh, sheep, goats, or hogs today. We also have a complete, like say, a complete dispersal, 400 head of Holstein, Red Holsteins, and registered jerseys. going to have an 85-pound herd average, 4-5 butterfat, 3-3 protein, and a 120 cell count. All parlor freestall cows, 40 years of AI breeding. All the heifers sell along with the cows from started calves all the way through spring and heifers. Excellent, excellent heifers. Uh, 50% of this herd is going to be tested A2A2. They're coming from Metz Heartland Dairy out of Rushford, Minnesota. Uh, we do start the sale today with the cows at 11 o'clock a.m. Full catalogs online, online bidding through Cattle USA. Don't forget next week, Tuesday. Now that's going to be our special feeder cattle auction. Expecting a really good sale there. Uh, we'll have 800 to 1,000 head of feeder cattle for next Tuesday. Then Wednesday, uh, next Wednesday's dairy sale, we got three organic herd dispersals. Full details online at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, call us, 715-229-2500. Uh, don't forget large machinery options coming up March 24th. We're starting to really get a nice lineup of equipment for that. Uh, obviously looking for a lot more. We are accepting consignments right now. You can bring that stuff over. Uh, the larger items, anyway, uh, we are accepting them right now. So that is the way it shaped up, Bob. All right, sounds good. Well, you can fish and eggs and hash brown potatoes for breakfast this morning, huh? Yeah, it 
looks like the temperatures ain't going to be too bad for the cattle sale today. So no, we pre- today. We're, we're glad about that. Yeah, and uh, tomorrow we'll be off, no sale, so it'll start warming up. And Monday's sale is going to be darn near 40 degrees. Yeah, that's well, that's the problem with this winter. Sometimes it gets a little little warmer than we'd even like. I know it, that's for sure. That's for Hopefully some of this junk will melt off the roads. Hey, have a good one, Rocky. You too, Bob. Thanks. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over there. Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Well, let's find out about if anything's going to melt off the roads here in the next few days. Let's go over to Skywarn 13. Mike Dandria is in the, the weather room. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How you doing? Good. You a fisherman? You ever grew up fishing in North Dakota? Well, I enjoy ice fishing more than summer fishing. But well, I uh, talked to some guys at bowling last night, and I've been gone. But they said, uh, I said, how's the ice fishing? I haven't been out ice fishing yet. I said, why? Because you can't drive out there. All this Seriously. weather that we've had, you know, it's uh, guys have gotten out there and tried to plow and made curbs and bunkers and walls, and you can't get out there. So some a lot of places you can't drive that they normally drive. So I don't know uh, if the guys are having, guys and gals are having much luck ice fishing, but uh, boy. Yeah, I haven't actually gone out onto the lake at all uh, this year so far, but I mean, if I was uh, back in the Bismarck area, I could probably uh, go on Lake Mitagoshi and you know enjoy uh, enjoy catching a few walleyes. But it doesn't look like that's going to be the case here, anyways. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Lake Mitagoshi. <Yep. laughs> oh boy! But uh, but it's going to be well. We've got a varied forecast. Tell us what's going to happen. We continue on with the roller coaster ride, and for today and tomorrow, we're on the downward trend because we're starting off very mild compared to the last few mornings, but we have a cold front that's to our north, and that'll eventually drop our temperatures going into the afternoon and into the evening, but it will bring us some sunshine. Now, for most of the day, we are expected to hang out into the single digits, but later on tonight, we could be dipping anywhere from about 15 to 20 degrees below zero. Now, the winds will lighten up a little bit, but still enough to push our wind chills anywhere from about 20 to 30 below zero, and that's where frostbite could set in within about a half hour. Now, through the day tomorrow, clouds will start to roll in, and tomorrow evening, winds will start to shift more out of the south, and that'll help bump our temperatures up going into the weekend. So we'll have a mainly cloudy sky both on Saturday and Sunday. Highs ranging anywhere from about the upper 20s to the low to mid-30s. Overnight lows likely hanging out into the mid-teens on Sunday night. Then Monday, mostly cloudy into the upper 30s, and we have just a slight chance at a little bit of snow mixed in with some rain going into Monday night. For Tuesday and Wednesday, both mostly cloudy and highs ranging anywhere from the low to mid-30s. Now, at the moment, it is, again, a little more mild than yesterday, overcast and a temperature of 12 degrees in Eau Claire. All right, so hang on. The roller coaster continues. Yep, just buckle up. I guess so. Thanks, Mike. Absolutely, Bob. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You bet. We'll be here. Mike Dandry over in the weather room at Skywarn 13. Brought to you by Bluff Country Feed and Seed. Morgan with the news is next. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 22 minutes before 6 o'clock here at Wax. Let's get into the newsroom. Morgan is with us, and uh, everybody knows Morgan is a, a gal of the land. Right. Did you grow up fishing in the Boyceville sloughs and all that sort of stuff? We we spent our time grabbing chubs out of the Hay River for sure, but uh, <laughs> I definitely drop line more often in Lake Tanner. My grandma lived right on the yeah, lake, yeah. and she had a walleye spot. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, so we did you clean your own fish? Yeah. Good girl. Yeah, absolutely. I put them in the dishwasher. And <laughs> <laughs> after that, said, hey, Mom, can you do these, please? <laughs> Mom is a handy person to have, isn't she? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I learn that more and more every day, right? Oh, 
So do I. Your mom treats me every once in a while to some of her delicious creations. And She's nicer to you than she ever was to me. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Maybe I'll start fishing. She'll clean mine. <laughs> there you go. What's going on? We're going to start with headlines that keep us pretty close to our area. Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. First of all, a jury came back, and it looks like he's headed back. Mark Jensen headed back to prison for the 1998 murder of his wife, Julie. Kenosha County Judge Anthony Milosakis read that verdict Wednesday afternoon. Sounded like this. We, the jury, find a defendant, Mark D. Jensen, guilty of intentional homicide of the first degree as charged in the information. Jensen's retrial took about three weeks and a day for the jury to come to their verdict. Jensen was granted a retrial after the state Supreme Court upheld a ruling. They tossed out evidence for his original trial in 2008. We go to Cardinal Country, where Chippewa Falls is looking to make more parts of town off-limits for sex offenders. City attorney is working on an update to Chippewa Falls sex offender ordinance that would keep them from living near daycares and schools. That update may also require sex offenders to notify neighbors. Alderman Heather Martell saying that Chippewa Falls needs to update current rules. As we look to other headlines, it takes us to public health. New vaccine rules for Wisconsin schools and daycares. DHS announcing those yesterday. Starting this month, students must get a meningitis vaccine in the seventh grade and a booster by a senior year in high school. DHS then also moving that whooping cough vaccine from sixth grade to age 11. Daycares will need proof of chickenpox cases from a doctor or proof of vaccine with DHS saying it would be highly recommended for a COVID shot but not required for students this year. Well, we'll learn a little bit more about the 2022 election in Wisconsin today as Wisconsin Election Commission is set to meet this morning. Commissioners expected to talk about the voting equipment audit and that election accessibility audit. WEC has already said there were far fewer complaints about last November's election than the 2020 election. But the Elections Commission is also expected to talk about the redesign for our state's absentee ballot envelopes. And from here in the Dairyland, we take a little bit of a road trip. Wake up, Puxitani. You're on to Today, we go to Gobbler's Knob, where somebody's just about ready to make a prediction. It's the February 2nd tradition that's been going on for over 130 years, where Phil predicts whether we'll have an early spring or six more weeks of cold and snow. If Phil sees his shadow, winter marches on. If he doesn't, then spring is right around the corner. Groundhog.org says Pennsylvania's earliest settlers began celebrating Groundhog Day in the 1800s. Gobbler's Knob, where Phil hangs out, is packed with fans ready to see Phil coaxed out of his burrow early this morning. I'm Mark Mayfield. We have a similar method here with Bob. If he sees a shadow, he has a vacation coming up. If he doesn't, we get him for six more weeks, right? Well, I'm, I'm leaving next Friday. Oh, I know. You're headed to California, aren't yep, you? I'm farm tour out there, that's for sure. Warren the Golden State. Uh, You're uh, heading for him. I know. And every time I hear stories about chicken pox, I have to laugh because uh, we had six kids in our family, and mm-hmm. when chicken pox and measles and all that stuff came, my, my mom was pretty pragmatic. She's very sensible, like your mom. Hang out. One kid got chicken pox or measles. Spread it around. That's right. Yeah. Go hug your brother or sister. <laughs> yep. Everybody get it at once. And I'm working. I want it to be all done at one time. I don't want to have five or six different periods where I got to deal with all this stuff. Yeah. It would be the only time you guys ever shared anything <laughs> with each other, right? Give your mom a moment's peace. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning. As uh, we're about 18 minutes before 6 o'clock. Again, we're about 12 degrees right now. I'm not going to warm up much more than that. We'll get to about 14, and then tonight is uh, buckle up. It's going to get to, well, 18, 20 below zero. Wind chills going to feel even colder than that. Keeping it rural. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And again, I will remind you that uh, that trip going to Scotland, Northern Ireland, filling up fast. So a holiday vacations, they called me and they said, uh, in fact, I was on my way home from the airport from Hawaii the other day. They said, Bob, when you get on the air, tell them if they want to think about going, get in touch with us so we can get their name on the list. Now, that doesn't obligate you that once you get your name on the list, you have to go. But uh, it does give you a spot, so you got time to make your decision. So get a hold of Holiday Vacation if you're thinking at all about uh, going uh, to uh, Northern Ireland and touching into Ireland and uh, into Scotland as well. So do that. Now, other things going on here before we get to some markets. Uh, we talked about the cattle numbers. The state sheep flock down also at the start of 2023. The total for all sheep and lambs has fallen 80,000 head across the state. That's 2,000 fewer than the start of 2022. Breeding stock numbers now at 65,000 head, 2% fewer, while market lamb numbers fell 6% to 15,000 head. And last year, the lamb crop was down 3% from a year earlier. Wool production fell 6% in the state to 300,000 pounds. Nationally, sheep and lamb numbers were also down at the start of the year. The national flock now just over 5 million head, down 1% from a year earlier. U.S. wool production in 2022 also down 1% to just over 22 million pounds. The average wool price last year down 11% from 2021, $1.53 a pound. And if we didn't have enough problems with uh, the chicken industry and the egg industry, and a lot of folks are being uh, accused as we get vertical integration in this industry as well, you know what vertical integration means, uh, fewer and fewer fingers touching the industry. And that's what's happening in the egg industry as well. A lot of people are being charged with collusion, kind of like uh, the oil prices. Do oil prices need to be as high as they are right now? A lot of people don't think so. But adding to the egg situation, about 100,000 chickens died in a fire over the weekend at a Connecticut farm that is one of the top five egg producers in the country. An estimated 1,000 hens were killed in a fire at the Hillendale Farm property in Bozrah, Connecticut. And uh, again, that's another 100,000 birds taken out. Now we have billions of millions of birds and uh, billions of eggs every month. And uh, the question is, why is the egg price where it is at? Should it be that way? And a lot of folks like yours truly think it probably should not be. And in other news, we mentioned corn soy conference and the pork producers down at the Dells today and tomorrow. Grazers are also uh, in the Dells this weekend at Chula Vista. Tomorrow is the start of the 2023 Wisconsin FFA Alumni Convention. That'll be held at the Milwaukee Marriott West in Waukesha. That'll be Friday and Saturday. So again, that's uh, going on as far as the Coin Soy Conference starting at 8 o'clock this morning. An update on the uh, new Congress's perspective on any policy. And of course, they're supposed to write a farm bill. So we'll have an expert down there giving us that and also taking a look at uh, some of the discussions as far as what's going on with the markets as they affect the soybean and corn growers and also the pork producers. Trade show will open about 10 o'clock. Then the annual meetings, Pork Association annual meeting, 10.30. Soybean annual meeting also at 10.30. Corn annual meeting will be at 11.30. And then uh, on we go with lots of activities today and tomorrow at the uh, Corn Soy Expo down in Wisconsin Dells. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And if you've never been to Bruce Mound, uh, yourself or the kids, great place to go over there in Clark County, Bruce Mound. In other news, as far as the calendar, you're growing ginseng in Wisconsin. The Department of Agriculture, Training, Consumer Protection and accepting nominations now 
through March 31st for three seats on the Ginseng Board of Wisconsin. So, again, if you're in the ginseng business, maybe you want to get on that board or nominate someone to be on that board, get that done before March. It's open right now. Let's get to the market, see what happened at the sale barns yesterday. Let's head over to the Equity Altoona Barn, and Jim Lindsay tells us about Choice it. Choice beef steers and efforts, $1.30 to $1.50. Choice dairy cross steers and efforts, $1.30 to $1.50. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.40 to $1.47. We had a top of $1.53. Choice Holstein steers, $1.28 to $1.39. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.27 and down. Top 20% of the cold cows sold from 80 to 90. We had a top of 99. 60% of cows sold from 60 to 79. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 59 and down. Organic market on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 90 to $1.28. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 89 and down. Cold bulls sold from 70 to $1. Thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 60 to $155 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $60 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 120 to $280 per head. Our next special feeder sales this Friday, February 3rd, starting at noon at the Altoona Market. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, 12 degrees, looking for a high about 14 under part of the cloudy skies. Tonight, it's going to get cold. It'll feel 20 below or better. Let's get over to uh, the Stratford Equity Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us this morning. Jerry, I was looking at the uh, schedule for the regional meetings, and uh, boy, oh boy, you'll be there with bells on March, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I saw that, too. We'll have to see once if we can get them to serve corned beef and cabbage. <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad deal. That is for sure. But uh, we'll get those uh, on for Altoona and Barron and Sparta and Stratford on the 17th. But, again, coming up as we're into that season of the year. Well, how's the market been going so far over there at Stratford this week, Jer? Well, Bob, we'll tell the folks about it. And, uh, Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from yesterday, Wednesday, here at Equity Stratford. We'll start with the feeder cattle sale yesterday. Uh, lighter weight beef steers uh, selling mostly from $1.40 to $1.69. Heavier beef steers uh, mostly from uh, 128 to $1.50. On the beef heifers, lighter weight beef heifers, uh, 120 to 150 Heavier beef heifers from 115 to 135 Holsteins, about all weights of the Holsteins yesterday, 93 to $1.22. Now in the market auction yesterday, market cows on a strong tone, high-yielding fleshy Holstein cows yesterday. Uh, they're selling from 75 to 87 We had some very fancy beef cows yesterday sell from 90 all the way up to 102 and a half. Most of the cows yesterday from 55 to 75, these are your average cows, and light carcass thin cows below 55. On the fed cattle trade yesterday, choice grading Holstein steers, 127 to 142 and a half. Select underfinished cattle, 123 and below. Bulls this week are selling mostly from 85 to 95. Lighter bulls below 82. A good quality Holstein bull calves selling from 75 to 175. And of course, earlier in the week on Monday's auction, we topped out at 230 on the bull calves. Heifer calves, 20 to 40. Beef calves, uh, 175 to 325. Again, they did top out Monday at 410. 
Uh, we are at Thursday already today. We started at 11 o'clock this morning, full marketing day, including market cattle, fed cattle, bulls. Baby calves, we'll get to those after the lunch hour today. And just a reminder, our next hay auction here in Stratford next Tuesday, also next dairy auction, also next Tuesday. And so, Bob, uh, that's about all I have this morning. We'll send her back to you so I can uh, we can go out and find out what's going to happen with the groundhog. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I was just thinking, we've got Sun Prairie Jimmy and partly cloudy today, so we'll see some sun if he sees now if he sees his shadow, then we've got six more weeks of winter, huh? And if he doesn't, we got uh, uh it's over. Um, well, well maybe he won't yeah. see it because we're talking maybe forty on Monday. Yeah, well if he even whatever, we'll still got forty two uh, or seven more weeks or forty two <laughs> days or uh, whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> reality will set in after today. Hey, you have a good one, Jerry. We'll talk to you in the morning. Bob, you also. Thank you. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. And our market's brought to you by Synergy Cooperative in the Ridgeland area and beyond, of course. As we uh, look at the Board of Trade, corn and wheat were uh, higher yesterday after they fell early in the trade. Cattle, uh, corn people nervous about this cattle inventory we talked about, lower cattle numbers. Also, uh, lower crude oil prices. And March crude oil yesterday traded $2.46 a barrel lower at seventy six forty one. So uh, why these prices for gas are going up, I don't know. Beans were lower. Yeah, rain in South America and uh, some fears of recession. That was the day trade. Now, overnight, things were a little bit higher. March corn up a penny at 682. The oats up one at 394. The uh, March wheat earlier this morning up nine at 769. And the soybeans for March up a nickel at 1525. Mealed up 260 a ton at $487.30. Taking a look at the country elevator prices at Northside Elevator at Loyal. Corn today, 632. The beans, 1460. Down in Arcadia, the Northside Elevator. It's uh, 645 on the corn, 1462 on the beans. At Wheat and Grain, Chippewa Falls, corn 628, beans 1466. Connersville, 628, beans at 1461. On the DTN screen at Arcadia Golden Plump, 654 on the corn. Baldwin is 638 with the beans at 1457. Corn at Duran, 633, beans 1451. In Mondovi, 638 on the corn, 1456 on the beans. Elmwood also has corn at 638, beans 1461. Fall Creek, 624 and 1436. Osseo's corn, 643, beans 1461 out at Elk Mound. 634 on the corn, 1462 on the beans. Sparta, 628 and 1447. Ellsworth, Corn, 614, beans, 1408. Ethanol plants, Boyceville, 649. Stanley, 638. New Richmond at 630. Barrel cheese up a quarter of a cent at 158 and a quarter. The blocks up two and a half at 189 and a half. The butter up two and a half at 233. Class three, February up six, 1790. March up eight at 1764. April up six, 1793. The May price up a nickel at 1842 and June up eight at 1885. The official January class three price came out yesterday at 1943. That's down a dollar seven from December and 95 cents less than last January. And again, looking at uh, some weather, cool, cold the next day or two. 14 today, but tonight we're getting down well below zero, 18, 20 below, four above on Friday. Then in the 30s, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, it's 12 above right now. Have a good one. We'll see you in the Dells.
You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.